Hey, y'all, and welcome to Recovery Real Talk. Nothing changes if nothing changes. I am a grateful alcoholic addict. My problem is Teddy, and I'll be your tour guide on this bozo bus that's just trying to stay sober and keep it between the ditches. I want to welcome you all and to let you know how humbled we are that you've taken out your time to give us a listen. If you're already a subscriber, thanks and welcome back. If this is your first time, it's great to have you with us. Please take a second and hit subscribe, like us, and share us if you dig what we're trying to say. We are so grateful that you guys are all here. We hope that our little show is going to be fun, insightful, but most importantly, real. We are here to be of service to those who are in a program of recovery or those of you who may just be tired of playing the same silly games expecting different prizes. We hope to share our experience, strength, and hope with you that you too may recover from a hopeless state of mind and body. Just a quick FYI, by no means and most assuredly do we not speak for AA, NA, CA, or any 12-step program as a whole. You are free to agree or disagree with anything we say as you see fit. In fact, if we do say anything that can't be reconciled with the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous or the 12 and 12, we suggest you stop. Don't pay attention to anything we say. And then please, send help, because one of us have lost our damn mind again. This is real talk about recovery. So if you're offended by a little bad language, we're sorry. Just consider yourself warned. Now y'all ready? Let's go. Well, um, hey guys, how are you? Man, we sure are glad that you came in visit with us today. If you're a first-timer or a comeback from horror, you know what? Today, you're really going to be blessed. I've got a buddy in the studio that is a really close friend of mine. He also does all of my ink. <laughs> I want to introduce you guys to Jared M. Jared, say hello to folks out there. Hello. Uh, my name is Jared uh, Jared M. Thanks for having me, Teddy. Appreciate it. Hey, man. No, I'm glad to have you, brother. So, Jared, where, where are you from originally? So, I'm originally from uh, Glendale, California which is right outside L.A., maybe like 10, 15 minutes from downtown. Okay, so West Coast guy. Yes, sir. All right, cool. Well, if you don't mind, would you share your sobriety date with us? Uh, sure, it's December 18th, 2011. I'm super grateful for that. Yes, and I am too because I really dig the, who you are, you know, from that standpoint. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate uh, it. You know, I ask all of our, our guests a few questions, so I'm going to lead off with one of them. Okay, sure. What is the best compliment that you've ever received? The best compliment I've ever received? Well, I'll say that when my sister uh, passed away, I had the chance to meet her art teacher in high school. And uh, she told me that my sister Amber really looked up to me and talked about me all the time. So that was a pretty, that was a pretty big one for sure. I mean, that's really cool. So um, what's been going on in your life recently that you did or didn't expect? That I did or didn't expect. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe stay sober. <laughs> I mean, it's a miracle, you know, a little over 11 years. And, you know, I'm just I'm just really grateful for everything. Definitely didn't expect this. Amen. You know, cool. Well, and here you are 11 years ago in my studio having to talk to me, man. I, I thank you for taking out the time, you know, giving us the time. The listeners are sure, you know, I mean what the why is behind this. The why is, is, you know, hopefully that, you know, some, somewhere, somehow that somebody's driving or, or sitting in a room or something, you know, in Tupelo, Mississippi or Bangor, Maine or San Francisco, California or Oregon or wherever. Um, and they really haven't, you know, listened to podcasts or, or, or anything else. And they just saw us and went, 
We'll just see what the hell these guys are up to. And we're trying to reach that, you know, and we're just trying to share real talk. You know, it's not really going to be a whole lot of, but a little craziness, but with sincerity in mind that, you know, I thank you for being of service to recovery and, you know, to us as a crew. So thanks again, man. I greatly appreciate it. So, you know, um, I, I, another another question that I that we ask all of our guests is, what does your morning routine look like? What does it look like, or what what do I wish it looked like? <laughs> so usually, I mean, I get up and I usually take a cold shower. Believe it or not, uh, I really enjoy cold showers. And then uh, I do some prayer, and then I uh, have a protein shake, and then uh, kind of figure out uh, work wise what the day's gonna look like. Definitely wish there was more. Uh, discipline for meditation uh, and maybe a little bit of uh you know reading some literature from the book uh but that you know ebbs and flows you know it's not that i never do it it's just that i i could be more consistent with it for sure i believe that goes for all of us you know but definitely you know having some prayer in the morning to you know make that conscious contact with god at least you know every single day i do that for sure you bet what, what you know what's been on your mind recently that you would like to share with our listeners today been on my mind recently that I want to share? It's a good question. Um, I guess just, you know, anyone that's listening, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, if you're if you're listening uh, right now, there's obviously a part of you that is seeking something to better yourself, whether that, you know, whether you're already in recovery or whether you've been in recovery and you're relapsed and you're trying to get back in or whether you've never been in the rooms or, or any type of, um, you know, recovery-based anything. You know, if you're trying to better yourself, you know, no one is perfect, right? Ain't that the truth? Especially not alcoholics, that's for damn sure. But I never met, you know, a single human being that was perfect in any area of their lives. Yeah, sure. Try not to be so hard on yourself. That's what I would say. So definition is don't break your leg kicking yourself in the ass. Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so. I got I got two broken legs right now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, one of my my one of my sponsors said, you know, if if you won't if you don't break your your arm patting yourself on the back, try not to break your leg kicking yourself in the ass. <laughs> so you know, I mean, when we when when we talked and I you know in, invited you over because you know we've got to spend some one on one time. Up until now, a lot of my you know a lot of the guests that have came in, you know, I've met in meetings and hung out with me in meetings and stuff like that. But I really haven't got to meet them, you know, on a one on one basis. And you know, for me, it's been a truly a blessing. You know, I mean, just to get to meet some really cool cats. You and I, you know, go back a ways and and, and that type of stuff. You know, and and I just kind of wanted to bring this up is, you know, when I was having my God concept and working through those things, I sat, I was tattoo chair talking to you, you know, and I was going, man, I'm having this really big problem. What do I call it? You know, I mean, you know, is it a him? Is it a her? Is it a that? Is it that? And, you know, I mean, it was so cool that just rolled out, you know, rolled off your, your tongue was, you know, how about I am? You know, dude, I've held on to that. Um, And, man, I just want to say thanks because it just kind of opened up my eyes and opened up my mind to, you know, the God of my understanding and prayer and meditation. <laughs> Freudian and slip <laughs> the thing is is you know now through you know through meditation it's yeah that's too right if i am then what am i not so man it was real simple for me to start writing down a list because i could write all the list of what i thought he was right. you know and then just fed into it truly grateful for you for for forever for sure. opening up my eyes and turning my diamond a little bit and i want to say thanks thanks teddy you know, the topic that we talked about, and I said, you know, hey, Jared, what, you know, what, what topic is it? You know, because I was, you know, thinking, well, the alcohol and drugs are gone, but now what the hell do I do? Yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's living life on life's terms, I guess, is maybe one answer to that. A lot of people find out when they get sober that life doesn't just become easy. <laughs> you know, uh, you got to feel a lot of stuff uh, for a lot of people. 
that have been drinking or drugging for a long time and, and avoided responsibility, right? Now there's some adult responsibilities, you know, bills to pay and, and work to go to and things like that. And to be able to maintain like a good attitude and, and balance that with, um, you know, with your recovery. Sure. Sure. And everybody, and everybody has to deal with that. Right. And I, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't have any kids, but I imagine it's kind of like having kids, right? Um, there's no manual. So the kid, there's no manual to life, right? Majority of people are out here just winging it and trying to do the best we can. And, um, you know, for those that have been drinking and, and, and drugging for a really long time, uh, to take away that crutch or that security blanket that we've had with everything, you know, is, is you know, can be very scary. But I think it's scary for everyone, you know, and it's why a lot of, you know, the camaraderie and the fellowship is just understanding that you're not alone and being able to reach out and talk with people that have been through it, you know, and they can just help you. Amen. You know, because that was, it scared the shit out of me in all reality was, you know, now the alcohol, you know, I mean, now at least been away from the drink, you know, and God had removed, you know, the obsession, but I still had life to deal with. And I did not know how to, you know, to deal with life. Other than your higher power, what one person has really and truly that you have, you know, learned the most from or has had the biggest influence in your recovery? Okay, so I would say that there's, there's two. One is the obvious, my sponsor, my original sponsor, Matt, if you're listening, what's up, Matt? Um, yeah, he, you know, he, I met him when I was in treatment in 2007 and then I got out and I relapsed for like another three and a half years. I came back and I called him and he took me to the work and I've known him for probably like 15 years. Uh, we're really good friends. Uh, I love that man. You know, he saved my life and, and I appreciate you, Matt, if you're listening. And then, uh, my sister, uh, my sister, Amber passed away in 2011. She was, uh, in a car accident. She was killed by a drunk driver. And that was really my, my motivation. That was my push to like change my life and, and actually, you know, do this thing for real. Um, cause it was a big deal. You know, losing my sister was the toughest thing that I've ever been through in my entire life. And I just, I just knew at that moment that, you know, I needed to change, you know, and, uh, and, and I did it. If you don't mind me, you know, just asking a couple more questions. You know, I know that Amber, you know, was very important in your life. You know, I mean, how we can look at your work and those type things, but, you know, you can see it in a lot of your posts and a lot of those things. And so were you sober when she passed? Uh, well, so my sobriety date is actually the day that she, she passed away. So, I mean, when she got into her car accident, I was not sober. I was in the middle or at the end of a run about three and a half years. And, you know, we were super close and, you know, we connected and bonded through like music and art and a lot of this, a lot of that stuff, obviously, you know, drugs and alcohol kind of made me absent Sure. more than I would have liked to be. But, but yeah, um, you know, we were super close, um, and it was just, it's just one of those things that, you know, you hear about it happening to other people and you never think it's going to happen to you. Yeah, you bet. You know, and then, you know, you get that phone call or whatever and it changes your life. And I think the most important thing about that is because I'm sure there's people listening that have been through some some hard times, you know, um, death of a loved one or, you know, a heartbreak or job loss, financial, you know, whatever it may be, right? It's not, you know, it's not, uh, we're not sitting here trying to compare it, right? But you know, if what you're going through is similar to or not as bad as someone that has been through, you know, whatever and recovered from it, like, it's just about giving people hope, right? If I can do it, you can do it. There ain't nothing special about me. Trust me. When people talk to me and I go, hey, man, I am AA for dummies, you know, <laughs> I mean, from that standpoint. So let me ask you a question. What, what in your life has changed the most? What's the one idea that the majority of people that um, you think um, about AA that they get wrong? That they get wrong. I think that the, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I would say the thing that people get wrong about AA is that it's just about staying sober, right? Uh, that That's what I thought. I think that's what a lot of people think. Um, 
and spoiler alert, like it's really about a relationship with God or higher power. Like that's really what it is. Um, they're not going to tell you that because they don't want to scare you out. But essentially, you know, the book talks about um, this book is exactly about getting in, into contact with that that power that's greater than you. Sure, yeah. You know, and a byproduct of that, you know, a symptom of that would be recovery and sobriety. Yeah, I, you know, and that's that was the, the the thing that you know for me had had kept me out. You know, I mean, relapse is a part of my story also. You know, and you know, continuous relapse, but, you know, because every time, you know, that, that something popped up, you know, I'd walk in and it was easy for me to admit I was an alcoholic because I wore it like a badge of honor. Sure. You know, I wasn't anonymous when I was a drunk. You know, why would I be anonymous now except for the newcomer, you know? But the whole concept is, is, you know, if they, it, 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 you know, just, I think the power that we put in the word G-O-D, you know, in God, because it's, you know, Every, I'll, you know, in, in, in AA and recovery, we all might have a, it's a, a different perspective on what, what and who that is, but that's what you're going to end up with because this is a spiritual program. Well, that's the beautiful thing about it, right? It gives you the freedom to kind of have your own conception, yeah. right? And uh, that was powerful for me. Like, that was a huge hurdle, right? Because I grew up with the, you know, scary God that was going to yeah. judge me and, and put me, you know, in this bad, bad place, and I could never ever live up to the expectations of that but you know what helped me tremendously was you know my sponsor said well you know get a piece of paper and write down all the good qualities that you like um from maybe some prior conceptions that you had and if you don't you know and all those ones that you disagree with or that you don't like you don't need to have those right so throw them out the door and it's like as an alcoholic you know i probably think i have the best ideas about everything so um you know i can come up with a pretty awesome god you know that's funny uh, that's loving I and and that I don't have to fear and that's not going to judge me you know and that's I mean what more could you ask for right no amen no uh, you know and, I, and I'm 100% my God has a horrible sense of humor <laughs> yeah. I mean you know I mean I've got kids 34 to you know 14 so I will never stop paying for college and I will never have a naked <laughs> believe you know that's the way that you know but you know the thing is is I've been able to develop a relationship because of the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Sure. And I would say another thing that helped me is, is you know, if you can, um, I know alcoholics are typically overthinkers, right? <laughs> and we like to try to overthink everything. But, you know, if you can, like, don't worry so much about, like, trying to define what it is or what it isn't, right? Like, even with a name or anything, right? Like, cause for me, that limits the power. Sure. You know, if I can, like, point to or put my finger and say, this is God. Yeah. Over here, this isn't God, right? And um, it, I'm okay with not knowing. Right. I, I know that there there is something. Amen. Something out there. I see it working in the lives of other people. I see it working in my life now. I mean, and I could stop there. I don't sure. I don't need to know anymore. Right. Um, so that's, you know, uh, that's helped a lot. Seriously. Not to plug a, a book, but Eckhart told, you know, in the power announced, you know, he says, you know, and he calls it being. Sure. But he says that, you know, it's only the human ego that can put a, you know, a copyright on such a magnificent word. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, 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 and you know, I found that to be true. So, you know, as we go through this, you know, because, you know, let me inform, you know, our audience that if you're in the, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth area or you're coming through or what have you and you're looking for some good ink, you know, Jared, in my opinion, is one of the best tattoo artists in all of North Texas. And it's not just because he's a friend of mine. It's because, you know, I mean, I, I towed his work and, uh, <laughs> and know. you know, I mean, just, you know, just the conversation and hanging out, uh, you're going to learn something, I'll tell you. Thanks, Teddy. How has your life changed over the last year? Over the last year? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, the ups, I mean, downs, I, I would, the... I, the only thing that comes to mind is that, you know, within the last year, over the last year, um, I got out of a pretty bad slump okay. that I was in. Um, I was in a pretty bad slump for like about a year. What does a what does a pretty bad slump look like? I mean, you're not ten years of recovery. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't working. Um, I wasn't really motivated. Um, I was just kind of going through the motions, right? Like I wasn't really focused on my art. I wasn't, you know, exercising. Um, I was just feeling really bad, you know, feeling sorry for myself. And um, man, it just seemed like I was never going to get out of it. You know, and then and then I don't know what it was, um, but I weathered the storm and eventually kind of back to my, you know, happy go lucky, you know, chill kind of. Sure, no, you bet. Um, but it was frustrating. You know, I think I think a lot of it had to do with um, not working and not being productive and not having any income and not making good use of my time. You know, if I had all this free time, but I was keeping myself busy, um, so I wasn't doing any of that. And obviously, I was in my head a lot. Sure. It's the worst place an alcoholic can be, for sure. And, and, you know, read between the lines, and, you know, especially for newcomers or, you know, cats that have got, a, you know, a couple years or, you know, from that standpoint. What? You're not you're not happy all the time? What? You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean it's not rainbows, unicorns, and strippers? Oh, absolutely not. You know, and the other thing is, you know, like isolating is not good. I don't think for anyone, especially alcoholics. Amen. You know, and so even if you're struggling or going through something, you know, get to a meeting, fellowship with people, call some other alcoholics, um, just keep yourself busy. You know what I mean? Like not so busy that, you know, you're not thinking or doing things that you want to do. Right. Like don't like work yourself to death or whatever, but or like constantly distract yourself. Like I'm not talking about distracting yourself, but I'm talking about like just be productive, you know, do things throughout the day that you feel like you had a good day. And sure. You did something good or so that's 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 important. Well, you know, and, and 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 you brought up something, and I just found a squirrel, and was, because I, I mean, I was really thinking about something really smart, but apparently, you know, <laughs> but um, you know, the 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 idea of getting, you know, being in recovery and the fellowship, you know, because we we both know and we both agree that the twelve steps of Alcoholics Anonymous is what got us sober. Sure, um, you know, but when we walk in, we don't like ourselves, you know. I mean, we hate ourselves, you know. We, Hopeless, you know, restless, irritable, dis- you know, discontent, you feel, you know, fill in the blank. And I know what your belief is, but I'm going to ask you because our listeners don't. Um, how important, because you said something about, you know, call another alcoholic. And, you know, in most meetings, I'm assuming, you know, uh, that you can, you know, they have a phone list available. Why would I call somebody? Why would I call and talk to another alcoholic? I mean, everyone needs someone to talk to, right? And, you know, the thing about Alcoholics Anonymous is that is the relatability. Right. Like I finally found my people. I found my home. I found people that actually can relate to me on a level that I I could never relate with anyone else. Right. Like people that have felt the way that I that I feel or that I felt and have been where I've been and who understand like that is so important and so powerful and so crucial, Um, because until you have that, I don't think that anything can be done. So if I'm beginning to realize that I might have a problem drinking or I've got some back problems and everybody's on my back because everybody else thinks that I have, you know, I have a drinking problem. What is, what does a, a, a meeting look like? I mean, you know, am, am I going to walk in there and there can be just a bunch of people with, you know, long faces and talking about you know, all the shit that, you know, the, the bad shit that they did in their lives. And yeah, the cat, the cat pissed on the carpet. I mean, there's all different types of meetings. Um, obviously, there's probably, you know, meetings like that, sure, you know. But, you know, if you find a meeting and you don't feel better leaving than when you got there, then you probably need to find another meeting. You know, there's constantly 
um, different types of meetings. There's speaker meetings, there's uh, topic meetings, there's discussion meetings, there's, you know, uh, big book study meetings. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just got to find something that, that makes you feel better. Like you feel like what you're getting, like you're getting, cause I'll tell you, I'll tell you that Alcoholics Anonymous and, and recovery, right? Not sobriety, but recovery is not, it's not about being sad or, or upset or pissed or like really talking about your problems. Right. I mean, that's, that's a small part of it, you know, but, um, you know, if you can't live life sober and be happy, you know, somewhat joyous and free the majority of the time, then why would I be sober? Right. Like I have more good days than I have bad days now. And it was never like that before. True, true. And, you know, the, the, the further along that we get, you know, I mean, Tim F was just in here, you know, 37 years sobriety. And, you know, he, the first time he heard somebody say 25 years, you know, his idea was, well, aren't you done yet? Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, the great, the great thing ab about it, because the one thing that, you know, to reach out to that person that goes, man, you know, I just, I'm not going to, you know, AA's for a bunch of quitters, <laughs> yeah. that type shit, you know? I used to think like that for sure. I used to say rehabs for quitters. Yeah. You know, but. The, the thing about it was, was, did you, and I'm sure you, and I'm just going to ask because what I experienced in the fellowship of AA was my people who, you know, honestly cared about me. Sure. You know, I mean, and, you know, no non judgmental, didn't care, you know, I mean, from that standpoint, and really and truly loved me up until the point where I could at least begin to like myself. Sure. Was that the, I mean, yeah. And I had a similar experience, you know, um, Absolutely. Non-judgmental uh, people that had been through uh, what I had been through and they weren't there now. And they would laugh about a lot of stuff, you know, that normal people definitely wouldn't sure. wouldn't laugh, laugh, laugh about. Um, you know, they talk about Alcoholics Anonymous being about attraction, not promotion. Sure. You know, so I'm attracted. Um, yeah. So it is about attraction rather than promotion, because if you try to, you know, force feed me something. Um, even if it's good, I'm probably going to push it away. Sure. You know, but um, if you just kind of like, and I don't want to say dangle the carrot, but it's not really about dangling the carrot, but you know, we're all about, Hey, you know, if you want what we have, you can have it. If you do what we do. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. You don't have to do it. I don't believe that this is the only way to get sober. I don't believe that we have all the answers about anything. No. Right. Uh, Cause we certainly don't, but um, you know, I've seen it work for people that are close to me, you know, people that I care about, I've seen it work for a lot of people. And I did the work and I, and I've had some similar results, you know, so. Well, and I know, I mean, I know that you, you know, sponsor a, a decent amount of um, amount of folks, um, guys, you know, uh, what is in your, in, in, in your definition, um, the role of a sponsor? So I would say the main role of a sponsor, you know, you hear people say it all the time, you know, my job as a sponsor is put, my, is put another man's hand in the, in the hand of God. Um, but I would say, you know, my job is not to be his friend, right? My job is to take him through the book to the best of my ability um, and try to relate my experience to what the book is saying to make it easily digestible and understandable, right? Because, right. you know, the book was written in the early 1900s, so yeah. it's a little bit dry, let's be honest. And, and if I were to read it by myself, like, there's probably a lot that I would miss and not understand. Sure. So as a sponsor or even as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, when I'm sharing at meetings – you know, my job, I feel, you know, I'm, I got to be conscious of the newcomer, the person that's there for the first time, or maybe they've been to like two or three meetings. Sure. Like, what do they need to hear um, that's going to, you know, maybe flip the light switch on yeah. or something? And if I'm if I'm just regurgitating, you know, um, lines out of the book, 
right? The only people that I'm impressing with that are, are people that have time, old timers, right? That know that XYZ is on page 17 or, or 23 or whatever. And so for the person that doesn't know anything about what page 17 or 23 says, sure. it's like, you know, I might, you know, say what it says, but also relate that to my experience and explain why, like, it means something. To sure. Me, right. So yeah. there has to be. You know, there has to be like that merge and that, that ability to kind of glue it together, you know, and, and make it presentable, you yeah. know, in 2023. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and, you know, it's relatable, you know, I mean, because, you know, I mean, I, I'm a, you know me, man, I'm a big history nut and AA goes back and all that good stuff. But, you know, you, can, you know, for, for the guy that just came in, you know, and doesn't know one thing about the big book, you know, and, and they ask, well, where are the steps? Sure. You know, well, they're in chapter five, but hold on. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is a textbook. So yeah, there's definitely, you know, um, getting a sponsor is super important because if I would have just read it on my own, like I would have been looking for the differences. I wouldn't have seen so many similarities. There would have been a lot of stuff that went way over my head and I'm not understanding this is important. That's right. You know, and, and, you know, I had a sponsor, my sponsor had a sponsor right? Like each alcoholic takes another man or woman through the steps like they were taught, you know, from the literature and they have a way of understanding it better because they've had the experience with it. That's right. Um, it's kind of like, you know, if you're going to math class and you've never learned that particular math, like you've got to have a teacher that kind of shows you through experience and you can put it into practical application. No, that, that makes perfect sense, you know, because I mean, I promise you this much, you don't want me anywhere near math class. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if anyone's listening, I don't, don't recommend sponsoring your Self, that's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Self sponsorship does not. Um, it's been in my experience that doesn't work. So I'm 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 gonna throw a curveball at you, Jerry. Sure. Um, what superpower? You know, if you it, do, you wish that you had, and what does that say about you? And X-ray vision has already been used. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I've never really thought about that before. I guess you know when I was when I was younger, when I was a little kid, I really liked Spider Man a lot. You know, I always wanted to have the little the web yeah, things. the web things. And then um I don't know, I guess like I mean I don't really think about stuff like that anymore, but when I was when I was young, I used to think about I really wished I could fly. Yes. Like I think I had a lot of like flying dreams when I was when I was a kid. I remember that. It's pretty vivid. But okay. yeah, so maybe flying, maybe I guess. Flying. Yeah, maybe flying like okay. a bird. So then um now I'm gonna ask you something that I haven't asked anybody. Okay, yet. sure, shoot. All right. So um if you could have coffee with one historical person, all right, who would that be? Um, man, there's probably a lot, but I will say Nikola Tesla. Really? Yeah. He's, okay. He's pretty cool. Expand. Yeah. Give, me, give me that. I mean, just he's just incredible. You know, I think he's probably one of the most brilliant men to ever walk the face of the earth. I mean... You know, he's responsible for a lot of the technology that we use today and he doesn't get credit for it. But yeah, he right. was he was a genius. I mean he had you know, he would <clears throat> he would see like his invention like in his mind working perfectly before he even like made the blueprints or anything. You sure. Know, like alternating current and just like wireless technology, X ray I mean, just so many things. I mean, he's just man, I mean, he's incredible. Yeah, it bewilders me how I mean, how really intelligent that you know, he was because, you know, just to think on that, on that level, you know, I mean, I can't explain to you how electricity works, you know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? He probably so, could. Though. Oh yeah. Oh, you bet. You know, and give you 50 reasons, uh, other reasons on, on the easiness of it. Sure. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about 
if you don't mind. I mean, you manage a sober living house. I do, yeah. Um, and, you know, that's got to be, an uh, you know, an interesting, you, you must have an, a, an interesting perception, you know, of your, your experiences, you know, with, is, is there a, is there a, a type that you, you know, in the back of your mind, you go, this guy might just be ready, you know, it might be ready. And then some, some of them go, oh man, you just, th- these guys just haven't heard enough. No, I would say it's, you know, if I, if I look at it like that, it'd be like looking at like sponsees, guys that I sponsor, sure. right? Because, you know, I'll be, I'll probably be wrong a hundred percent of the time. Right. Yeah. So the guys that come in like running and gunning and doing it and they have the assignments done and they're meeting, you're like, oh man, this guy's going to get it. Yeah. You know, and then you never hear from him again. Yeah. You know, and the guy come in. <laughs> You know, and he's just like, man, you're like, there's just no way this guy's going to get it. And then he goes through the work, you know. In the house, it's the same. Um, you know, I, I don't really try to um, look at guys and be like, oh, I think he's going to make it or or I don't think he's going to make it. And I would say, like, success rate is probably just the same as it is in the rooms. Yeah. You know, and it's it's very low, but that's just because the percentage of people that actually do the work is low. Not that it doesn't work. It's just that. You know, our al- al- alcoholic minds are telling us, you know, oh, this is more important. That is more important. We'll get to this later. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're picking up a drink. Yeah, no, I mean, and you know, I mean, I, I say it all the time that, you know, alcoholism is, is the only fatal disease known to man that has to be 100 percent, you know, self-diagnosed. And the only fatal disease known to man that will spend its entire life cycle along with your life cycle attempting to convince you that you don't have it. Yeah. I mean, the truth is that the majority of alcoholics will die from it, not with it. Yeah, and that's sad, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, I we just I just got an update on on a, a friend of ours that's you know went in the hospital, had surgery, um, went through the surgery fine. Uh, they didn't know that he was intoxicated when he went into surgery and came out of post op, had a break, you know, a, a psychotic break, and um, they've they have now turned him over, you know, kind of like to hospice and uh, been diagnosing with terminal. Terminal alcoholism, and, you know, just breaks my heart, you know, I mean, because, you know, the thing is, is, you know, people don't know, you know, if you're out there, and you're listening to this, yeah. and you think you might have a problem, you know, I want you to know that this disease wants you to die a very slow, painful, and lonely death. Yeah, that's the truth, man, and it's one of the most easily treatable diseases, too. You know, um, there's no fees or dues or axes to grind. Right? <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, you got to put forth some effort, absolutely, and uh, you definitely got to be okay with getting a little bit uncomfortable. But you know, it is so worth it. You know, I, I think if you know if anyone out there listening just had a taste of how worth it it was, you know, our success rate would just go through the roof. Because yes, no, I mean, there's you a know. beautiful life out there yeah, for each and every person to Preach live. It. You know, alcoholic or not, you know, I think. <laughs> I think that, you know, life is really just about kind of just enjoying the experience, right? It's not about like, you know, we get all caught up in all these different things, you know, mostly like materialistic things, you know. But I think like when you say, well, what's the purpose of life and all this stuff? I think it's just just to enjoy it, right? Like have fun, laugh, you know, go on a bike ride, climb a mountain, right? Do like fun shit, yeah, right? And, and, you know, and obviously you need to work and pay bills, but like it's about everything is about balance, Right. There needs to be a healthy balance of everything, you know, and if we can find that healthy balance, uh, we can enjoy life. Sure. And it's fun. Right. It's not it's not a burden. 
right? Yeah. Life is not a burden. I don't think that our creator wants us to feel like we're here, you know, and it's a burden, right? Worker it's, it's bees a, or something, yeah. You know, I mean, we're, we're, we're privileged or we're lucky. You know, this is amazing, right? Like, if you oh, think you of, if you think of, like, the statistical, like, improbability of, like, any of us being here. Sure. And being we're here. Lot, exactly. Yeah. You know, so, um, like I said earlier, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously. Don't take life so seriously. You know, just be good to people. You know, try to find beauty in the little things. That is, a, you know, one of the things that this the, that the program has, has has taught me. Oh yeah, I didn't used to think like this. Are no, you kidding me? No, I was all about chasing the yeah, money, the, and the girls, right. yeah, the you hustling, and you know, I need a, a faster car, and and I need to get this, and I need to get, and you know, none of that shit mattered. No, none know, of it. And and you know, and that's the thing. And, and by no means am I throwing you know rocks at you know Facebook or anything like that. But the thing about it is, is you know, I'm 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 you know. I'm too busy because I'm going to enjoy, I, you know, I have, I'm not a, I'm not a prisoner to time. You know I mean? I'm going to be where I say I'm going to be because it's a commitment that I made. However, I'm also going to be right, you know, in the present, be there so I can enjoy the time with my kids, the sure. time with my family, the time with my friends, you know, like sure. this, man, you know, this is, this is, you know, right now, this is the most important moment of my life because it's right now. It'll never happen again. Yeah. You know, and it can't happen anywhere else other than now. That's right. That's right. right. That's where I think eternal life comes from. Right. In the now. Come right? on, that's man. where life happens. And, and, and I'll, I'll, I will tell you, man, you know, I mean, I, I've heard you speak at, you know, a boat, a boatload of meetings. And man, everything that, you know, comes up, you know, that comes out of your mouth, you know, to me, it's an inspiration, you know, because, you know, it's not somebody, you know, that's, that, that's, you know, quoting per page and verse and no, my, no offense to the folks that can, because, sure. you know, I mean, you know, they might've hung around the rooms and that's where those, those things kicked sure. in. didn't get, you know, hasn't kicked in for me yet. Um, but the idea is, is it's just real shit, you sure. know? I mean, because you introduce yourself in, in meetings, if you don't mind, and, you know, you're a real alcoholic. Sure. Like, and that, that's how I was taught because there's the, I think there's a, a part in the book where it talks about five, five different yeah, ones. But yep. yeah, the, but in the beginning of the book, it says three, right? Yeah, it says right. there's the moderate yep. or the normie, yep. right? Which yep. if you, there's probably no normies listening yeah, right Probably now. not. If and so, then, the, and then there's a, Joe Rogan, what? <laughs> <laughs> there's a hard drinker and then there's a real alcoholic, sure. right? And, and I would say real quickly, the only thing that, differentiates the two from each other is that a hard drinker does still have willpower and can't stop on their own. That's right. right. If they have a sufficient reason. That's right. right. Um, but a real alcoholic, you know, is, you know, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, you have, um, you have the allergy, you have the obsession, yeah. right? Those That's are the right. two qualifiers. That's right. And so if you have that, you know, the book says we're, we're suffering from a condition which only a spiritual awakening will fix that's know? right no and, and so that's the goal right the goal is not to to stay sober the, the goal is to have the spiritual awakening and you know as a as a byproduct of that you'll have sobriety yeah i mean you know it, it's one of those things where my ass follow my feet yeah. you know in all reality <laughs> um so you know um what 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 is your your favorite aa quote you know or, or the a quote in aa that you've kind of held on to Man, there's just so many. You know, the book, I swear, the book is, like, timeless, you know? Like, you hear these good quotes, and then, um, like, you hear them years later, and they're yeah. still, like, powerful. So there's, like, there's a million quotes in the book, but I'll share I'll share two with you quick. Um, so one, I think, is on page 55, um, and it says, Actually, we were fooling ourselves, for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. 
It may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things, but in some form or other, it is there. And um, the other one, <coughs> excuse me, the other one is in the back of the book. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, acceptance is the answer. Mm-hmm. I think it's 417. Uh, and it says, uh, AA and acceptance have taught me that there is a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us, that we are all children of God and we each have a right to be here. So those are two of my favorites. Um, there's a ton more in there. I mean, I just, you know, I love, I love big book. I love, I love the big book. I love Alcoholics Anonymous. I love spirituality. Um, you know, anybody that's just trying to enjoy this experience, that's what it's really about, you know, and I feel like, you know, we're not bad people, right? Like we've just, we're sick and we've gone, you know, we've gotten off the path. Sure. And I think spirituality is trying to get back on that path, you know? And, um, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, I can't say enough about it. You know, if anybody is questioning whether or not, um, you know, recovery 12 step programs are for you, you know, check them out, get a sponsor, you know, give it, give it six months. And if your life doesn't get better, then, you know, what do they say? Well, We'll refund your misery. That's right. right. We'll gladly refund the misery. Yeah, everything that we think is so important um, and all of the stuff that we're doing, it's it's going to be out there waiting for us. Sure, sure. And it's growing. So, you know, if you you know, you know go back out because we see them. You know, we see them. And, you know, I, I tell everybody because I call, you know, meetings and stuff. I'm going to church. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, if I'm outside and keeping, you know, my, my the, an, the anonymous part, and I just say, oh, it's a, you know, it's a buddy from church. But, you know, in all reality, man, I feel like it's been in my experience that I get to see more miracles than a whole lot of folks do from, sure. you know, uh, you know, what, what, it, what you know, uh, an institution, you know, sure. from that. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you something, Jared, if, sure. if, if you had the attention of the entire world, okay. Okay. Um, and you had the attention for five minutes. Okay. What would you say? What would I say to the whole world? That's like a crazy hard question, dude. <laughs> first hey man, first I, of all, I'm first sure. of all, I'd never had the attention of the whole sure, world. Sure, sure. And five minutes is a long time. Um, I don't know. Like I, I think, you know, like I've I've heard that God is in the simple things. Sure. Right? Like it's really not complex, right? And I think that like just like love one another. I think that if everybody just tried to love one another just a little bit more, um, I think the world would be so much better it sounds so cheesy and cliche but it you know and this is totally not something the old me would have said like at all but just you know just try to be kind to people right and love one another because you don't know what other people are going through right like the majority of people if not all the people that i interact with and that know me like they don't know a lot of stuff that i'm going through what's going on in my head how i feel about myself about like this that and the other and so you think that you know other people are the exception like absolutely not you know so i mean if you could just be kind to someone, maybe put a smile on someone's face like once in a day, like that could change their whole day, you know? And imagine if every single person did that every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think people would smile a lot more. So I think it changed the world, to be honest. Yeah. Just love one another. Don't be so hard on yourself and um, try to be kind. Well, you know, I've, I've had folks, you know, ask me this question of, you know, or they say, they make the statement of, well, the whole world needs a 12 step program. And I go, yeah, they do. I mean, maybe. However, comma, you know, however, comma, you know, they're not, I promise you, they're not willing to swallow the huge chunks of truth that we've had to swallow about ourselves. Sure. You know, you know, from that standpoint. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get honest and to be accountable um, to yourself and to others. 
uh, but it's worth it, right? Amen. I mean, this was what was required of me to like cross that bridge from where I was at to where I am now, right? And is it is it by it's it's by no means perfect, right? And one thing I did want to say real quick is, you know, <clears throat> in terms of you know, anyone that has like a couple of years, a couple of months, you know, long term sobriety. I mean, what I'm learning more and more, and I'm grateful for like old timers that you share, bet. okay, their experience is, you know, you're not going to be perfect at any point. So just don't even worry about that. That's right. Right. People with like 30 years are still, you know, struggling in certain areas. They still get resentful, right? Fear still crops up, right? <laughs> they still, from time to time, are selfish, right? This isn't, you know, this program does not completely eradicate anything but it just brings them down to a manageable level and you know if i could say something it's you know understand that right these things aren't going to go away and they're not supposed to go away but if you get all caught up in like oh well i'm not honest 100 percent of the time right sure like i'm not you know i don't have days where i have zero fear and i never get resentful you know i mean i've never met you know, an enlightened alcoholic or a person in my life. Yeah. And even even they probably deal with these, right? We're human beings. You bet. Right? Um, fallible. That's just, yeah, we're all fallible. And that's just part of our makeup, right? Sure. But if you're trying to make progress in being a better person, right, that is commendable, right? Like, I commend you if you're trying to do that. Amen. And if you see progress, then use that as some motivation and momentum to just keep doing it. And then if you're able to make, you know, uh, great leaps and progress in that, give it away and share it with someone else. Amen. No, I mean, and that, and, you know, the cool thing is, and that was a big relief for me because, you know, I am the classic overachieving alcoholic and I want to do it right, you know, and perfect and all this stuff. Sure. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, Hey man, it can't, you know, it can't be done. It, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm human, I'm going to do it. And the, the biggest thing that, you know, you started off saying was, Hey man, take it, you know, take, take a breath, give your, you know, you, you can let yourself off the hook because, you know, tomorrow and, all, you know, I mean, I, I just try to do the, the, what, I, what, what I was suggested that I do today. And if God, you know, sees fit that I see tomorrow, then I'm just a little bit gooder than I was yesterday. Sure. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, we say progress, not perfection a sure. lot. And I think there's two different ways to look at that. One is, you know, if I'm not doing the necessary work and holding myself accountable, um, I can use it kind of like a cop out sure. and saying like, oh, whoa, pro progress, not perfection, you know, <laughs> um, but I don't think that's what it's about. What it's about is, are you making the effort, right, um, to to change for the better? And can you see progress? Right. And we're not talking about like, you know, you come in and you're on day three and you're like, oh, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not happy, joyous and free and, you know, flying around with unicorns and stuff yeah, like that. Right. Right? Yeah. It's you know, can I see progress? I'm at 90 days. Can I see progress from day one? I'm at six months. Can I see progress from three months? Sure. I'm at a year, right? I'm at three years. Can I see progress from year two, That's from right. year one, right? That's right. As long as you're making, you know, consistent effort over time, like you're going to be able to look back and see the progress, right? You're not, you're looking back at the progress, right? And, and over that time of the progress, was every single day progressive? No. Right. But over time, the majority of it was, you know, it's, it's just like anything else, you know, like there's a book out there, Atomic Habits, that talks about like small incremental. James Clear. Uh, yeah, small little yeah. bits of, of incremental progress mm -hmm. over time will get you, you know, incredible results. That's right. You know, and, and trust me, like I get it. Like at, at year one, I thought I, I should have been further along and 
at year five, I thought I should have been further along. And, you know, I'm listening to guys share that had like 15 years. And I'm like, well, why can't I share like him? Well, it's because I don't have 15 years. Yeah. I have five years. That's right. You know, maybe I'll share like that when I get to 15 maybe years. So, yeah. You know, or maybe I won't. Right. But it's like, you know, again, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, just, you know, give yourself grace. If God can give you grace, then why can't you give yourself grace? That's right. Right. Like that's one of the biggest things. If God gives you grace, why can't you give yourself grace? It's so hard for us. I don't know. And it's hard for me. It's hard for me, but you know what? If 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 you if you're honestly doing the best you can wherever you're at right now, then that's all you need to do, right? It's it's not really that hard, you know. So don't be so hard on yourself, you know. Well, man, I I, I love it, and, and you know, love every time that it you know you and I get to hang out and, and you know share some experience, strength, and hope, and, absolutely, and yeah. those type of things. Um, again, I. I, I you know, my opinion, you know, just my opinion, but you know, you are one of the best artists in my opinion, you know, tattoo artists of all, all, I know that you wouldn't say it, so I'm going to say it for you. I did but, not pay so, for this promotion. That's right. Well, I promise <laughs> nobody did, but if you're willing to, give me a call, you know, contact us. But, um, you know, tell, tell our listeners a little bit if they wanted to see your work or if they wanted to, to reach out to you or, or, you know, anything like that, where, where might they see um, some of your stuff? So just for my work would be uh, on get more uh, M O O R E underscore Inc on Instagram. Okay. And then um, I'm on Facebook. Okay, cool. Um, so it's Jared J E R R E D last name's more M O O R E. Cool, man. Well, Hey, I want to thank you for taking out the time for coming here and, you know, being of service to, to, you know, our listeners, to me, um, you know, you are a blessing um, to me just to have as a friend, but to have you here and take time out of your day to, you know, hopefully, you know, there, there's, there's that guy in Tupelo, Mississippi or, you know, somewhere that he's tuning in and, you know, just got, you know, God has, 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 has rang the bell. And, you know, I think, you, you know, again, you, you got some good stuff there, brother. And uh, I continue to, to, get to see God, you know, do and do through and do to, you, you know, you and your life. And, man, I love you, and I thank you for it, um, just coming in and, and showing up. Thanks, Teddy. I love you too, man. I appreciate you having me. Hey, guys, now, you know, again, just remember, like always, um, if you like what you heard, man, come on back. We'll, um, we'll, be, we'll be here next week, and hit like, subscribe, share, all that stuff that you know what to do as far as that goes. And I love you. And I'll see you when I see you if you don't see me first. <laughs>